Friends, welcome to the podcast today. This may be one of the, I believe it is, one of the most important episodes that we've released in our 300 or so episodes so far on the Jesus Smart Podcast. There are some who are saying that if there is not enough prayer and repentance, that America, as we know it, is gone. What is repentance? It's a change of mind and a change of our practical living, a change of lifestyle that returns to the Lord. It's a return to the ethic and ways of the King of all, the Lord Most High. In this episode today, you're going to be hearing a short presentation from Jonathan Kahn on three dark energies that are afflicting the nation of America and probably nations of the world. These are principalities. These are high-level demonic powers. The first principality is the possessor Baal from ancient times who would seek to drive out the one true God out of every area of a nation's public life. It was the paganization of a nation. The second dark power is the enchantress, sexual immorality, unbridled lust, the sexual revolution, basically taking sex outside of marriage to a overly sexualized culture. The enchantress is gender blending and gender bending, seeking to bend reality. And the third dark power he refers to as the destroyer, the sacrifice of children. These are dark ancient powers which are resurfacing again because we've given place to them in our national life and in our personal lives. You know, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, but there is a counterfeit to that, a demand that every knee bow to this and that every tongue confessed. It's some sort of a mandated genuflection, if I could put it that way, which uh, they are seeking to force upon the culture. We must turn back to God or America as we know it is gone. There must be a displacement of these dark powers. Friend, welcome to episode 302 of the Jesus Smart Podcast. I'm Brian Del Turco. You know the edge here. Jesus Christ is alive. He's king and he's brilliant for all of life. And he's seeking to develop us as intimate friends and co-agents in his kingdom. Check out the show notes at jesusmart.com slash... 302 for all the links and ways to explore further. That page will be up within eight hours of this show first going live. We're drawing excerpts from an event that was held just recently, Wednesday, January 31, 2024. The National Gathering for Prayer and Repentance held at the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. People from throughout America and over 28 countries came together to bow their knees in prayer and repentance. The co-founders of this event are Dr. Jim Garlow and Tony Perkins. Jim Garlow, Ph.D., is the founder and CEO of Wellversed, a ministry to members of Congress, ambassadors at the United Nations, and other elected officials. Tony Perkins is Family Research Council's fourth and longest-serving president He is described as a legislative pioneer by the national media, and he's established himself as an innovative pro-life and pro-family policy and political leader. Now, on these three dark ancient powers, we'll be hearing from Jonathan Kahn at the event. He's a prophetic voice of this generation. He's a much sought-after speaker. He's been highlighted in the New York Times 
as well as many national and international media. He has spoken on Capitol Hill, the United Nations, and to millions of people around the world. He's known for opening deep mysteries from Scripture and bringing forth messages of prophetic import. Check out the show notes page for links and to learn further about Jonathan Kahn. Tony, there's a a particular book that really touched you that caused us to think about things as we planned this. What was the book? Well, the book is The Return of the Gods by Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. In fact, thanks to Steve String, you have this copy, a copy of this book on your chair this morning. But Jim, this book spoke to me because as we wrestle with so many issues here in our nation's capital and literally around the world, it's a reminder of what Paul said in Ephesians 6, that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Those principalities are still working today, and their grip upon this nation is stronger, I believe, than ever. And that's what Jonathan writes in this book. When you look at the issue of abortion. It's not a political issue. It is driven deeply by the principalities and the powers. When you look at the sexual perversion and confusion that has gripped our nation and our children, that's not a political agenda. That is a demonic attack that's rooted in history and the worship of the planet, placing the planet above people. It's not a partisan agenda. It is deeply rooted in the spiritual attacks on mankind. And Jonathan lays that out in this book. And I believe, Jim, that's why it does lay the foundation to drive us to our knees in repentance, recognizing that we must battle in the heavenlies before we ever walk in the realm of politics. The reason we're talking about this book right now is... Before it came out, Jonathan was in conversation with my wife and me. We were aware of the process of what he was going through as he was writing it. And when the book came out, my wife had the pre-publication copies and began to read it. And again, thank you to Steve Strang and Charisma Media for giving these free to every one of us. But as it came out, we realized its significance. What you have been given is a book that explains what is happening in America and the other nations represented here, more than any other one single book I am aware of. We asked Jonathan specifically to come and to talk about that so we understand what we're contending with on this day of repentance. Jonathan, thank you. The National Gathering for Prayer and Repentance, taking place at the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. We wore... Not against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against spiritual forces of evil in high places. Leaders here, members of Congress, people of God, we are standing at a critical, dangerous moment. We have opened the door to what we never should have opened it to. We have no idea what we've unleashed. 2,000 years ago, Messiah, Jesus, gave the parable of a man who had been delivered of a demonic spirit, but he left himself empty of God and thus open to the return of the spirit from which he was set free. And it came back, but now with seven other spirits more evil than itself to repossess him. And much worse than his first state of possession was his last state of repossession. And this is the warning. Any civilization, any culture, any nation 
that has known God and his word and his power and his ways and his salvation, if it should ever turn away from God, if it should ever empty itself from the word and the ways and that presence, it will not remain empty. That which was cast out of it will come back into it. It will return to its former state and worse. And so for a Christian civilization or a nation to turn away from God is a most dangerous thing. And what we are now witnessing is not merely a cultural transformation, it's a repossession. We've turned away from God, we have emptied our culture of his presence, others have come in to take his place. We have removed him from our schools, from our children, and now others have come into our school and into our children. We've cast out his spirit from our national life, and so other spirits have come in. Which ones? The Bible reveals them. When the people of Israel turned away from God, they gave themselves to other gods and other spirits took hold of the culture. There were three in particular. In the return of the gods, I called them the dark trinity. The first was the possessor, the spirit that turned ancient Israel into a pagan nation. It was known in Hebrew as Baal or Baal. It has now come to America. It's a spirit that drives God out of every realm of public life. It's mission to transform a Judeo-Christian nation into a pagan one. And so we're now witnessing the paganization of our culture, where God is replaced by idols, where truth is replaced by many truths or no truth, and where the world is worshipped and man becomes God. Then came the second. It was a she, the enchantress. The Bible identifies her as Ashtorah or Ishtar. The spirit of sexual immorality, unbridled lust, the spirit that paganizes a culture by seducing it through the realm of sexuality. So if we open the door for her return, we would expect to see the realm of sexuality transformed, and that's exactly what has happened. As soon as we turned away from God, there came a sexual revolution. Ashtorah was a prostitute. A prostitute removes sexuality from marriage, brings it into the marketplace. And so sexuality was taken out of marriage, and our culture became sexualized. And so began the weakening and destruction of the family, of marriage, of children. And that opened the door for the third return, the destroyer. He who leads mothers and fathers into the most pagan and dark of acts, the sacrifice of their own children. As it happened to Israel, so to us. It was just as we turned away from God that we began offering up our children as sacrifices. On the altar of Molech, Israel sacrificed thousands of its little ones. On the altars of abortion, we have sacrificed millions. And for those thousands, Israel was brought into judgment and to destruction. But there was more. The enchantress, the goddess, had another side. In her ancient Mesopotamian inscriptions, it is written, she turns a man into a woman and a woman into a man. And so as she increases her hold over culture, we would expect to see her deepening work the destruction of gender, the blending and bending of male and female, man and woman, boys and girls. To the goddess belonged a priesthood. There were men who dressed up as women and those whom she caused to be surgically transitioned into the form of a woman. She possessed her priesthood, but now she seeks to possess an entire generation of children. For the spirits are always after the children. If they can possess the children, they can possess the nation and its future. And woe to those who take part in such agendas and who do not protect the little ones against them. From the most ancient of times, the goddess was connected to one particular sign, the sign of the rainbow. 
She was the goddess of parades, parades that celebrated the alteration of gender. And she would especially possess the culture in one month of all months, the month of June. When the spirits first seek entrance, they do so in the name of tolerance and openness. But once they gain a stronghold, they declare every knee shall bow and all opposition shall be crushed. And that's why a new totalitarianism threatens to take over our culture and silence every voice of dissent. And so the gods are a danger to freedom of speech, of religion, of thought, a danger to this generation and to the future of America and to Western civilization and to the gospel. And just as they led ancient Israel, so they now lead another nation toward judgment and destruction. That is what happens when a civilization turns away from God. And so there can only be one answer. We must turn back to God. Without that, without revival, America as we know it is gone. And so we must now in this capital city and around this nation pray as we have never before prayed for repentance and revival. And commit to living that repentance and that revival. We must pray for the power of God to cast out the spirits of darkness from our land, from the halls of our capital here, to the alleyways of the ghettos, from the White House to the schoolhouse, from our coastal cities to our heartland plains. We must cry out, set this nation free, cast out our idols. Cast out the gods, cast out the spirits, and set America free. For we commit this day, we will not bow down to the gods of this world or the sacred cows of this culture or the agenda of this present darkness, but we will stand against them. We will only bow down our knee to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Almighty, the Holy One, the Living God is His name. And to the name above all names by which we must be saved, the name of Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus, the Messiah, the light of the world, the glory of Israel, the only answer, the only hope America has that it might yet again shine as a city on a hill with a light of the fire of the power of the glory of the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords, and the God above all gods. Amen. What we are doing here right now, as leaders of Congress come to pray, is within the historical context of our, what our nation has always been. Even our presidents, 34 of the 46 presidents of the United States, have declared days of fasting, days of prayer, days of thanksgiving, uh, days of repentance. They use the word humiliation. So it's well within the context of the history of this country for us to have the leaders coming to pray right now before a holy God. And these members that are coming this morning represent many, but I can tell you, I know these members, they love the Lord, and it is encouraging to me to know that we have God, a God who is calling men and women to this city to serve Him. And so as they come and pray, they pray from their heart. But they pray, their prayers not only are going to reach heaven, but I believe it will encourage us to know that God is working in this city. So pray with them as they come. William Gregory Stubbe is an American attorney and politician serving as the U.S. representative for Florida's 17th congressional 
district since 2019. His district is based in Sarasota. We decree repentance from sin shall begin to arise across the United States of America. People everywhere shall turn from their wicked ways. Believers shall humble themselves from pride and begin to abhor evil. We say the Lord's church shall seek you, Lord God, like never before, and we ask you to save our country. We declare that thou should be a calling upon God for intervention, insight, and help. We bind the demonic forces of religious haughtiness, resistance, and rebellion among God's people. And we say they shall bow their knees in contrite humility. We prophesy that intellectualists who refuse instruction will not trample the efforts of those who desire God's grace and mercy to invade our land. We say that the repentant and meek shall inherit this nation. We declare the lost shall be saved because of the repentance within the body of Christ and the church. We decree that repentance shall miraculously impact our government, Congress, the White House, courts, businesses, schools, and families. People everywhere shall repent of immorality, sensuality, dishonesty, robbery, and their rejection of God. A calling out to the Lord shall organically and openly arise in cities, states, and regions. Even the media, they shall say, great is our God, because of the spiritual healing that God is bringing to our land. We say that there shall be a mass outpouring of repentance that shall descend upon the United States of America in Jesus' name. Katie Elizabeth Britt is an American politician, businesswoman, and attorney who is the junior United States Senator from Alabama since 2023. She is the first woman to be elected to the U.S. Senate from Alabama and the youngest Republican woman ever elected to the Senate. Lord, we come to you today with open hearts. We come to fervently repent for ourselves, for our nation. Lord, we look around and we don't recognize our country anymore. Lord, so many people have turned away from you and your word. They have replaced that with just worldly promises. Lord, and we just ask you to come into their hearts, Lord. Show your saving grace and your everlasting salvation. We know that the challenges of our country are great, but we know that you are greater. We come to you today and ask for that. We ask for your mercy. We ask for your forgiveness. We ask for your love. We ask for the courage for each and every one of us to be the light. Lord, and John 8, 12, you say, I am the light. Jesus is the light. Lord, let us take that light. Let us spread it across our great nation. Let us spark a revival, a revival bringing us closer to you, Lord. We ask these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. So what can you do? What can I do? Well, it always, always starts with prayer. And then we are positioned to flow into prayer-born action. Engage in this hour as never before with prayer and then Seek out what you should do. Seek out how you can band together with others. There must be prayer and there must be prayer-born action. Bring awareness to others. Communicate. Network. There is power in networking. Show notes page again, jesusmart.com slash 302 for links and resources. It will go live within eight hours of this show first going live. Thanks for listening and sharing this episode. Let's move on what we've just heard. I appreciate you.